everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. We are certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Erica. Hey girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I'm so lit. Lit lit? Or kind of lit? Lit lit. I know what the occasion is, but I don't think they know what the occasion What's is. What's the occasion, girl? What's the occasion? It's almost your birthday! <laughs> twerk some, okay? <laughs> hey, get to work. Get to practicing. No, I need to stretch. Hey, um, <laughs> Meg and Sierra out here letting us know. So oh get those gosh. knees and those legs ready. You know what? I, like, if it's your birthday and I need you to, like... Listen, I already got my dress picked out. You my do. shoes bought. Listen. My hairstyle, uh... On Pinterest. Oh. Yes. And it's so cute. And I'm really proud of the choices because it just really shows how big of an influence I have been <laughs> in Erica's life. Why? Because I'm wearing a bright color? Yes. So Erica loves black. Yeah, and she is wearing, she has, if you know me, you know your girl will put on some bright colors and be fine with it. Yes. And I'm just really proud as a friend that I, if even only for one night, for two hours, <laughs> I can just be a positive light of sunshine. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited. And so I'm taking up my all of my friends' day on that Saturday. And that's fine. So Because my birthday is actually on a Monday and I'm going to be at work, but that's fine. Um, hey, but you got a job to clock into. You know what? Thank and pay you. those bills. Thank you, God. So we can go eat. Because <laughs> that's all we do. So <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. So TBD. Um... I'll have to let y'all know how it goes. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited to be your hype one. I'm getting my voice ready. Because <laughs> I really, like, every time like I hype somebody up or I be hyping people up, have you ever, like, listened to yourself back in the club? Like, what was you going through? <laughs> yeah, I always do that. I'm, like, a great hype woman Me too. at the club. But then when I watch the snaps, I'm like, enough. I'm just like, I'm so embarrassed. I said, I'm so annoying. My bad friend. <laughs> But back to Megan Sierra, like I'm at a disadvantage because I'm short and they have long, beautiful legs that they can do the whole like drop it and I can't, I can't do it. Listen, even though I'm short back in the day, your girl could do that. But the way my legs are set up. And the knees, bruh. The way the my knees, knees are set up. <laughs> like, your girl got over 25, and I don't know what happened. Girl, wait till you get to 30-something. So okay, let's not rush this journey. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun, and I'm so excited. And we're going to have an amazing time. Yeah, shout out to all my Virgos. Yes, <laughs> we lit. Okay, so let's get into our dating and relationships segment. Are you ready for this, Shelby? Let's do it. Okay. I need the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. First of all, Erica's about to tell all my business on this question. You know what? <laughs> tell our listeners. They family. They family. So Listen, don't judge me. <laughs> the topic is, you guys, fact check. Have you ever fact checked a guy? So meaning check their social media, Googled them. Is it important to do so? And how would you feel if he did that to you? Does that change your view of them? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it. But no, for real. Okay. It's stalkerish and crazy as it sounds. I feel like, especially when you're getting to know somebody and you don't know them, they could be lying to you. So you have to fact check what they're saying. Listen, I'm going through all your social media if I can find it. And I'm going to look <laughs> at everything you've posted. I'm going to Google you. Listen, I've never had this happen to me, but just imagine Googling somebody and you see some come up. Yeah. But then what do you how do you address it? Are you gonna address it? Or are you just gonna go ghost? I'm like, a ghost. Bruh. If it's crazy. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, or I might ask him about it. Depending on what the thing is, like, I would probably ask him about it. Like, if it's not anything serious. But if it's something, like, serious, serious, listen. Because have you ever found something on somebody, but you can't approach them with it because you'll sound crazy? Like, yes. how did you know that? <laughs> like, oh. Or have you, there was this meme that was, like, this guy was telling this girl something. And in her head, she was like, I know your Aunt Linda said it. Because she, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not that crazy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Anyway. <laughs> Love. <laughs> but, no, for I think it's okay to fact check. Yeah. But I think where you get in trouble is when you get excessive with it and then you go from his page to everybody that comments on the pictures page and then you do all this other stuff and you know his ain't Linda and then she got five kids. I think that's crazy. I think yeah. that's absolutely insane. I will say that, first of all, my mom always said, you go looking for it, you gonna find it. You're right. So be prepared with what you expect to find and what are you going to do with that information? Because Listen. it would not be any purpose to it if you found something that was unsettling and you don't do anything about it. And then yeah. you just like, then that affects the whole dynamic of the relationship or whatever you got yeah. going. So whatever you find, you need to figure out like, how are you going to approach it? Or if you are, or decide what you're going to do. Because yeah. don't throw that back in their face because everybody has a past. You're right. And also with social media, I don't know if I really trust it because people fabricate the fabricate their social yeah. media so have you ever fact checked anybody you didn't answer the question um while i'm dating no but i have like looked at an ex if you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not dating them anymore but like i went back and saw what they doing and yeah. like doing all that stuff and i'm like why am i doing this because it doesn't benefit me at all yeah. but i feel like if somebody fact checked me first of all i'm not lying about nothing have you so ever googled yourself though no. I, I've Googled myself. No, I haven't. All that pops up is like my LinkedIn profile pops up, my social media pops up, which is clean, and all things melanin pops up. So how would you feel if somebody fact-checked you? You can fact-check me because everything I said you're going to find. So I'm like, I think if you do fact-check, you just got to be prepared for what you're going to find. And if I you agree. find something, I mean, what you going to do with the bait? I mean, you find something crazy, you're just going to be like, oh my God, I found something crazy, and then not do anything about it or say anything about it? It depends on what it is. But... I wouldn't have a problem if somebody did that to me, but it would, depending on what it is, it would change my view of the person just as what I yeah. find. But I just don't like doing that because I'm already, you just don't know the story behind the story. Yeah. But when I fact check, I'm fact checking simple stuff. Yeah. Like, is that your real name? Mm-hmm. Do you have any children? Do you work where you said you work? But some, some people, they be trying to like, they, they will ask a guy what their credit score is. Or stuff like that. And I'm just like, is he asking me what your credit score is? I feel like on a first or second date, that's not necessary. Because I don't even know if I like you. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, for guys, for them to determine, like, if they even want to be with this person, like, they want to know that kind of stuff. I feel like... And um, I'm like... And it makes... And just I'll piggybacking off that, I feel like a lot of times, this is kind of off topic, like, people are making dates, like, interviews, and that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you can't do that because if you sit here and, like, quote, interview me, this is it. This is the only date you're getting out of me. Or interrogation. How about it's that? not that. I feel like there's a way to ask everything. And I feel like, personally, like I said, I don't feel like fact-checking is wrong. But I think when you take it to the next level and it gets insane. Like, when I fact-check, I fact-check simple stuff. Like, just little simple stuff. That's yeah. it. So, and it's like, you can fact-check all you want to. Yeah. But... If that man is lying, he going to lie about... Like, liars can lie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they'll always get caught about something. But it's like, if he is lying about how much money he makes, how you going to know? If he's... You can't... You can't see how much he makes. 
So it's like you can't. I mean, you right. I mean, if you want to do that, then what does that say about the relationship? Period. I know somebody that did not fact check their person, but this is how God works. Something happened to where they found out that this person. I'm trying to protect everybody. This person lied about something so simple. So, accidentally, they ended up fact-checking the person. Mm-hmm. And so, when they asked the person about it, they didn't have anything to say. So, I think even if you fact-check and they lie, like, it's going to eventually come to, for, like, for, it's going to eventually come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that, I mean, fact-check can be so messy, too. Yeah. Like, that's just a whole bunch of drama. And then let's say you've been in a relationship for, like, seven years or something. And then you going through his phone and doing all that fact-checking and trying to see he ain't cheating, but you trying to go through his phone and seeing what you're going to find. You're you going to find, find something, something. What you going to do, though? Either, listen, if you're going to go through something and you find something, either let that man cheat in peace or leave him. That's what I'm saying. You can't be like, I'm, ba- I'm about to leave you. And then next next thing you know, you crying and saying. Like, what you going to do? I hate when people do that. So, it's like, if you go looking, you are going to be prepared for what you're going to find. So, I just think that I don't really favor fact-checking. Like, I just, it gets messy. I, I do. I disagree. I but I do. I don't. But little stuff, you guys. Like, I don't take it to the extreme. I think just in general, like, especially, like, if you're talking to somebody, like, or getting to know them, like, if you're talking to your friend, you're like, oh, I'm talking to somebody. One of the first things you do is show them, like, show a picture of them, like, on, if they have social media, like, on Instagram or Twitter or something. Yeah. Like. like but I some th- people do whole background checks. I know people that have. And that's, like, what are you going to do with that information? I know I know people that have. I don't know. I ain't in favor of it. But you guys, if you do, be prepared for what you're going to find. I would agree. <laughs> so let's move, it, move on to our journey segment. So this is where we talk about um, our journey along building all things melanin. So we want to talk about the risks and the rewards of our brand. So what is one rewarding thing about building our brand? And what is something that we are risking when building our brand? Um, I think, and you let me know what you think. Um, one thing that's rewarding for me is just really, um, one of my favorite things that we do besides the podcast is our go-getter spotlight. So one rewarding thing for me is sharing the stories of people that are literally building their brand brick by brick. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes, especially when you're starting out, you don't get enough credit. You don't get any recognition. You don't get a pat on the back. So one thing that is rewarding for me is sharing people's stories and connecting with people on that level. Yeah. I think one thing that is worth, that is risky, um, is I feel like, I feel like our brand in general is risky because, we're doing it our way and we're not doing it like any other way that people have said to do it, like books have said to do it and like blogs have said to do it. So when you do things your way in unconventional ways, I feel like you run the risk of things not working or working as fast as you want them to be. But I feel like it's still a reward. Like I think that's the riskiest thing that we've done, but like I kind of don't feel like it's a risk. Yeah. I feel like it's purpose. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. And I feel like, or in my opinion, one of the rewards is being able, I've said this before, is to be able to be creative mm-hmm. and do what we actually love doing. Yeah. 
um, even though we're not yet being paid for it, we're doing what we love because honestly, when you have a job that you love, it's like you're not at work. You know what I mean? So I think one of the rewards is being able to do things that we love doing, but also being able to inspire people. There have been so many people, just an outpour of love of people saying, you've inspired me. You guys are so inspirational. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you for saying that. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, you never know who's listening right now who is, like, inspired by just the words that we're saying. Yeah. I think it's a reward to know that, like, things that we've struggled with and things that we're being honest about and being really transparent on is inspiring somebody. Yeah. And I think in your journey, you're going to have peaks and valleys. That there are going to be lots of things that are rewarding to you, that are going to bring joy to people, that are going to inspire people, like you said, and encourage people. And that you're going to say, oh, yeah, this why, like this is my why. But I feel like there are also going to be valleys in your um, journey where sometimes you're risking it all. Or sometimes you're risking maybe relationships or you're risking like a deal or you're risking putting something out that you don't know how that's going to be received. But I feel like you have to go through the risk and the rewards in your journey to get where you're going. Like you're going to have peaks and valleys in your journey. Like there aren't going to be perfect seasons. Like there are seasons where Erica and I are killing it. And there are seasons where we looking at each other like what we doing. (laughs) Like this didn't work. This isn't good. We're not getting the feedback and different things like that. But I think that you have to learn how in your journey to um when you're winning enjoy that yeah and take note of what's working well and when you're doing risk and it doesn't work evaluate what didn't work why you don't think it worked do a focus group and adjust i think that you have to learn how to in your risk season you have to be ready to adjust accordingly yeah and you have to be willing to adapt accordingly that's what i think i think For me, a risk as well is not only because we just don't know how the outcome would be, but another risk is, first of all, when you're building anything or you're trying to create something from the ground up, Mm -hmm. the risk, it's an investment. Yeah. Anything you invest in is a risk. Yeah. You don't know your return on investment. You don't know what it is, but you'll know like that's just the basic one on one. Like there is going to always be a risk. So I think that anything that you hold heartedly invest in with your time, yeah. your energy, your thoughts, your creativity, your money, yeah. like you're risking all of that. You're yeah. risking your time, energy, money, all of that. So I think that the rewards though outweigh the yeah. doubtfulness that comes with risks. I agree. And I feel like the risk builds your character and builds your stamina and builds the testimony that you're going to have. And I know I say this all the time, but I feel like there's a lesson in the risk. Yeah. And there's a purpose in the risk. And I don't feel like God's going to put you through anything that you cannot handle and overcome or he's not going to put you through something that you can't learn from. Yes. And and risk makes you uncomfortable. And uncomfortable yeah. is what makes you grow. Yeah. So unless you don't want to grow, then don't take no risks. <laughs> but if you want to grow, you're gonna have to take risks. Yes, and but there will always be a reward. Yes, that was just great. We need to write a book. Listen, you I've know? been having some things to get in my spirit. Jordan told me I'd be ranting when I really get into it. <laughs> well, you about to get into this mentor moment. Oh, so this is woo. Okay, so a mentor moment segment is when we have a question um, that was asked, mm-hmm. submitted to us, and then we give our advice. So it says. I read this excerpt from a woman who talked about what they don't tell you after 35. She basically stated that after 35, being an independent woman isn't as attractive to men that age. 
how we gain she said how we gain weight and are more susceptible to sicknesses and how childbearing chances are slim to none what are your thoughts about these statements and how do you feel about other black women making statements like these to other black women that was a lot <laughs> Um, I think you should go first oh. because you're like in your early 30s. So oh. I don't want to go first and just Okay, so let me let me let me find this woman. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So no, but for real. Um so okay, so first the thing the I guess the excerpt is called what they don't tell you after 35. So to me, that's already putting like a damper on. Like it's like they're making it a negative. Yes, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in my early 30s, and yeah, there is this like invisible cloud, like pressure of yeah, like get married, have kids, blah blah blah. Yeah, but it really saddens me that the woman said like, if you're 35 and you're independent, um, it's not attractive to a man, and you tend to gain weight and are more susceptible to sicknesses and you're in your childbearing chances are slim. All that can go wrong in your 20s. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. I'm like, I don't understand why this person puts that out there to me. I mean, I ain't no psychologist or psychiatrist, but it sounds to me like she is bitter. And she, it really saddens me because if any young girls read that, they're going to already have like some kind of like, Pressure. We always talk about like the these pressure timelines or that we give ourselves. So I don't appreciate this person saying this, especially if this person is a black woman saying it to other black women. Now, yeah. granted, yeah, science may say like, okay, if you have children after this age, it's going to be harder for you to bear them. But I just don't want the negativity to yeah. like scare people or yeah. scare other young black girls who who think they got to be married they gotta lose weight they got all these pressures that we already deal with as women period yeah and then you want to put this on like an age like yeah i just don't agree with it i think that it really just saddens me that black women want to say this about two other black women yeah like who is reading this who is who are you targeting like who told you that this was cool like yeah i don't know what do you think okay now that you asked um (laughs) okay a few things um, I feel like we have to stop putting certain expectations on people based on age. Yes. Because if we're being honest, like, all of these things can happen in your 20s. Yes. Period. Like, so let's just throw that out the window first and foremost. Um, second thing, I think even, like, being in my mid-20s, I feel like we got to define what an independent woman is. And there are different types of independent women. There are the independent women that move silently and don't throw that they're independent in people's faces. And there are the independent women that... That don't move sound like, I'm independent, I can do this, I can do that. Now, those type of women, they need to go talk to Jesus because that's not cool. Yeah. Like, you can't throw your independentness in a man's face if you want a man to provide. Period. Yeah. Like, I think there's a way to be, first and foremost, I think there's a way to be independent, but let a man lead and be submissive. Yeah. I really, truly believe that. How? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get married. <laughs> but I believe it. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being an independent woman. I think it's the way you speak to your man. And I think it's the way you carry yourself. Yes. That's the first and foremost thing. Second thing. I think it doesn't matter how old you are to be attractive. 
So let's get into it. Jennifer Lopez is 50 and fine. Fine. Gabrielle Union is 40-something and, and fine. fine. Um, Regina King, Regina Hall. Uh, yes. Give me some more. Jessica Alba. Yes. Like, uh. Beyonce over 35. Shoot. Beyonce. And she got three kids. Michelle Obama. <laughs> All of these women are beautiful women. Yes. So age does not depict attractiveness. Right. Period. So you can throw that out the window. What we got. Mm-hmm. Other thing. Um, way gay. I know people that I graduated with. Your girl is 26 and they have let themselves go at 26 and they are <laughs> bigger. So you can throw that way gay now after 35. Like everybody's body is different. So you can't, to me, you can't put a whole category of people. Yes. On something else. But the last one that I want to touch on is like. When you said, when when the woman said something about childbearing and having kids. Like, yeah, like you said, like, it's a bigger risk, you know, at a certain age. But, like, we live in a day and time where people are talking about other ways to conceive children and to have children. You can freeze your eggs. You can get a sperm donor. You can get a surrogate. You can adopt. You can foster. There are so many different ways. And I think we got to get out the way of putting certain negative stigmas and certain expectations on women because women are getting married later in life and that's okay. Yeah. Women are having children later in life and that's okay. Women are having children in different ways and that's okay. But I feel like if you sit here and say all these negative, I hate when people sit here and say negative things about women and particularly black women, like that really, really upsets me. Yes. And I think that there are multiple ways to live your life and that there is no one right way to live. There's no right time to get married. There's no right time to have kids. There's no right time to be attractive. There's no right time to do that. So for me, I saw that as a really negative thing and really disappointing because there are women of color and women of all colors, white, black, purple, whatever, that are beautiful and that are at different stages in their life. But that doesn't make them less of a woman. Exactly. And then that, I'm like, I'm three years away from 35. So what does that mean? And you are killing it. For me, like, no. And I just feel like... When you're somebody that believes in God, you just believe that your timeline is on what he wanted to be. So if he wants me to have children at 40, then I'm going to have children at 40. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not It's not like, I just, it saddens me because of what this does to young girls. Yeah. Like they're, who, already, who already are unsure of themselves. And it's hard being a woman in today's society because, yes. like, you, we don't talk about it a lot, but, like, we already deal with, or I know I personally deal with certain insecurities that I'm trying to overcome, right? Yes. That I'm trying to mask. But then you sit here and tell me that, if I'm not going to be pretty by 35. Yeah. If I'm not married by 30, I ain't, like, I'm not yeah. popping. Like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> out of the mind. I mean, I'm living proof. <laughs> but, yeah, I just think that that, uh, I just, black women, we need to be uplifting one another. Yeah. Because who is going to uplift us? Yeah. Like, we already have a lot of people looking down on us or being negative towards us. Yeah. Or putting all these statistics out. Like, we're not the most whatever yeah. beautiful rate whatever like we don't need to be putting stuff out there and to me all of that sounds like an opinion and i think it that, don't sound like that like there's no timeline to have your happily ever after period no. because megan merkel for instance she's divorced and she was a door for a seat now she's a princess and she's married a to prince here and she has a child gabrielle you got married Later in life, mm-hmm. she couldn't have a baby. She had a baby very sick, and she's living her best life. Jennifer Lopez is divorced, and now she's getting married again, and she's living her best yes. life. There is not a time stamp 
on your happily ever after. And we got, I feel like that's why a lot of times we can't move forward or receive the blessings that we're supposed to receive because we worried about what we didn't get at 25. Yes, exactly. But you need to be worried about where you are in your season and learning what you need to learn in your season so you can get that man, so you can get that job, Mm -hmm. so you can have them kids. But if you can't learn what you need to learn and take what you need to take, God's not going to bless you with more and you're not grateful with a little. I mean, you know what? Just pass around offering plate at this point. Listen, we are taking collection. <laughs> pass it to your neighbor. Pass it to the right. Pass it to the left. And take some commun- communion. We will take communion after this. <laughs> but, you guys, if you have any questions for our mentor moment that you want us to answer, um, please submit your question to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com. Yeah. So, let's move into our words of encouragement. Yes, so yes. So, this is where we give one of our favorite Bible verses, and then we pray. So, the Bible verse is 2 Corinthians 4.13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe, therefore we speak. So, what this means to me, first of all, the very beginning, it says, it is written. So, that to me tells you, like, your life is written out. Yeah. Your steps are ordered. Yeah. Everything that's supposed to happen is happening how it is supposed to. Yeah. Even though sometimes you'd be like, man, why do we have to go this way? Now, sometimes we make dumb decisions that detour us. But at the end of the day, we always end up where we're supposed to be. Yeah. That's the first part of that. And then it says, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe, therefore we speak. So, basically, that tell- tells me you have to speak the faith over your life. Yeah. Whatever you speak, I think that is so powerful what you speak over yourself, what you say to yourself. How do you talk to yourself? That's important. I'm a person that I always talks to myself, but what am I saying to myself? Yeah. Even simple stuff where I'd be like, oh, I just, I don't, I'm so exhausted. Like, why am I saying I'm so exhausted all the time? Like, whatever you say, it manifests. So I think that for me at least, I just need to be more aware of what I'm speaking and speak more faith over yeah. my life and over me. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, basically I really, um, agree with you, what you just said. I believe that your, I, I feel like your story has already been written and I feel like it's going to turn out how it's going to turn out. And I feel like sometimes we get worried about something that's already decided. God's already written our days. He's written our best days. He's written our worst days. And mm-hmm. he's not surprised about anything that is going to happen. But I feel like we just have to have the faith and trust in what he has written is what is for us. Yes, I totally agree. So before we get out of here, we want to say a quick prayer. So bow your head, Shelby. Do not peek. (laughs) And if you're driving, do not close your eyes, but just listen. So dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings that you have bestowed on us. And we ask that you continue to protect everyone under the sound of our voice. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for being able to speak life and words over and words of encouragement over um, our listeners. We pray that something resonates with them today. We pray that you give them the courage to just understand and know that their life is already written and that they do not have to worry about things that are happening in their life and that they are exactly where you are they are supposed to be because your eye is watching them and you are always protecting them and guiding them and we just pray that everyone has a blessed and favored day in the name of Jesus amen amen